0: Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, overexercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, This is the podcast for you, so let's get to it and jump right in. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this live training, this masterclass. I am so excited about this masterclass because we are going to be diving deep into body image and how to navigate comments about your body. And this masterclass, this, this, this training is so near and dear to my heart because I know how triggering, how difficult it can be to navigate comments about your body. It does not matter what the comment is. It doesn't matter what the comment is regardless, it can be so hurtful. It can, it can really, you know, get you up in your head. It can cause you to want to restrict. It can cause you to want to binge any and all comments about your body can be extremely triggering. And, and I, I want to bring this topic up because I know when I was struggling with my relationship with food, body image, I felt like Does anybody else feel this way? Like, why do, why am I so hurt? Why am I so hurt? Why do I binge when somebody tells me that I look good? Why do I binge when somebody says that, you know, my arms look big and muscular, right? Like no matter what the comment is, it can be very triggering. So I want to say this. Nobody, nobody, nobody should be commenting about your body, nobody. It doesn't matter if it's a compliment or it is a negative comment, regardless, nobody should be making comments about your body, okay? Now, the reason why comments about your body are triggering is because there are insecurities, right? Like, I think we can all agree with that. When I struggled the most with my relationship with food, I was binge eating, I felt bloated, I felt disgusting in my own skin. I was so insecure in my own skin. I was the most insecure in my own skin. I was judging myself so much that the last thing that I would ever want would be for somebody else to make a comment and to judge me. I was focused so much on the way that I looked, weighing myself every single day, obsessing about the number on the scale, um, looking at myself in photos and cringing, you know, walking past a reflection in the mirror and, and constantly being focused on my body. So the last thing that we want is for other people to also be focused on our body. And I remember like my body was on my mind, just like food was on my mind 24 seven. I would go to family events. I would see friends that I haven't seen in a while. And I'd be sitting there and I'm like, they're definitely looking at my body. They're definitely looking at the rolls on my stomach. They're definitely looking at my big arms. They're definitely looking at X, Y, and Z. And a lot of the times there's like this spotlight effect where we think people are looking at us more than they're actually looking at us. Like we think people are staring at our bodies, judging our bodies, making comments about our body. And the reality is, is everybody has their own thing that they're, that they're focused on, that 90% of the time they're actually not looking at your body. But in the back of our mind, we think I have to sit a certain way. I have to hold my stomach in because everybody's looking at my stomach. Everybody's looking at my arms. Everybody's, you know, judging my body. The reason it is so hard to navigate comments about your body is because there is insecurities about your body. If, if somebody made a comment about, let's say you really love, I don't know, let's say you really love your, your, your hair. You really love your hair. If somebody made, you know, a comment about your hair, you just brush it off. Even if it was like a negative comment, you're like, I like my hair it's not a big deal. You're not insecure about that. But when we are insecure about certain things, when somebody comments about it, it's like a deeper stab in the chest, right? So it, it doesn't matter what the comment is. It, it, it matters how you feel about the comment. It doesn't matter what the comment is. It, it matters how you feel about the comment, okay? And Everybody has a different response. Everybody has a different reaction to the comment that was made to them. So maybe, and I love if you're watching live, I'd love for you to drop in the chat. What is your go-to response when there is a comment made to you about your body? Whether it is they think it's a compliment or it is a ne- negative comment, what is your go-to um, action. Is it restriction? Is it binge eating? Is it hiding your body? Like what is your go-to reaction? Now this can also be different based on the comment. So when I was in grade eight and I got called fat, my go-to reaction was restriction. I just like restricted every single thing that I've eaten. I'm like, clearly they think I'm fat. I better not eat or I better not eat the bread or I better not eat this and I better not eat that. So I restricted. Then I also got a comment of how big my arms looked. And because I thought my arms looked big, even in the summer, I never wore tank tops. Like I would never be wearing a tank top. I would always be wearing a sweater. I hated my arms. I always felt like I had to cover everything up. Then there were comments made to me, you're eating again? Didn't you just eat? You're eating again? And that led to me binge eating in secret. I didn't want to eat in front of other people because I didn't want to have comments about what I was eating. So There are different actions, there are different behaviors that you might engage in depending on what the comment is that was said to you, right? But we have to understand, you guys, that the more we heal our relationship with our bodies, the less triggering these comments will be. Right now, when we are insecure in our own skin, it is going to sting and it is going to hurt. And I want to make it clear, no comments about your body should be made. But the reality is, is there are people that are are going to comment about your body. So it's not about getting rid of the comments. It's about rising with resilience to be able to navigate these comments. And that's why I I named this masterclass Rise with Resilience because I want to give you guys the tools to be able to process and cope with a comment that is triggering and know how to rise above it. Know how to hold your power and not let a comment shake you. Not let a comment cause you to restrict. Not let a comment, you know, spiral into a bench. Now let's talk about triggers. Because triggers have this very negative association. Triggers are a bad thing. We think about triggering comments, that's a bad thing. We talk about triggering foods, we see that as a bad thing. What if you can look at your triggers in a different lens, like you can put different glasses on and you can see your triggers from a different lens. When we think about triggers, we think that hurts. It's, 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 so, it's so hurtful, like I'm so sad, it's painful, and it is. But what we can also understand about triggers is that they point you in the direction of growth and healing. When I did my certification program to become a certified binge eating coach, we talked a lot about triggers. And it was triggering talking about triggers. (laughs) But I understood that triggers are actually really beautiful if we look at them from a different lens. Triggers are indications of where you need to heal. And if we can and if we can understand that there is a light at the end of a trigger, then we we don't see the trigger as such a bad thing. We can still be hurt. We can still be sad. We can still be so pissed off at that person that made a comment. But We can also, like in some degree, thank them because of the growth, because of the healing that you're going to be able to do when you get, when you rise with resilience and you don't let that comment impact you in the way that maybe it once did. So when I healed my relationship with food and I healed my relationship with body, with my body there were comments that still like comments are still said to me about food and my body. Like I said, you're not going to get rid of the comments. Okay. But because I've been able to heal and I have, I've, I've risen to this level of, of being resilient and I've healed. A comment can be said to me and maybe it stings for a little bit, but then I'm on to the next thing. It, it it doesn't impact me the way that it did, did before because I've done the work to heal. But we can't do the work to heal unless we we have this deep understanding that triggers can actually be a beautiful a beautiful thing. And I know that is so hard because there is nothing worse than somebody commenting on your body, but if we just kind of like put this like just, just for a moment, we have a different perspective on triggers. It can shift everything just like trigger foods. If you always see trigger foods as I can't keep them in the house, I'm always going to binge. That is the way that you're seeing it. And you're seeing it in, in a bad lens. But then if you can see trigger foods from a different perspective, of they actually no longer need to be triggering when I make peace with them. You're going to be able to have ice cream and cookies and bread and all of your trigger foods and not see them as bad anymore when, when you did the work to make peace with it. So I I, I want to share this before I dive into the context of this training, because I think that's just really important to, to understand now, like, any time that I get triggered, whether it doesn't have to be about my body, but anytime I get triggered, I'm so it, it, it hurts me. And then I take a moment and I'm 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 expressing gratitude because I know that there's going to be a breakthrough at the end of this. There's going to be healing that happens within this trigger. And that's that's a really beautiful thing. So let's talk about these triggers. Let's talk about these triggers. The first thing is, who is triggering you? Who is triggering you? There could be different people. Maybe your mom is very triggering. Every single time that you see her, she has to make a comment about the way that your body looks. Maybe it's an aunt. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a partner maybe it's somebody on the internet, maybe it's your 80-year-old grandma, like who is triggering you? Who has triggered you in the past? Who is currently triggering you in, in, in the current moment? Who is this? If it is somebody that is very close to you, a mom or a sister or a partner, there may need to be certain boundaries that you create with those people that you love. So maybe you don't live with your mom, but she wants you over every single week. If she is triggering you, Remember, we don't want to like get rid of the trigger. It's not realistic if this is your mom or if this is your aunt that always makes a comment and you see her every single holiday or you see her every week. We can't get rid of the trigger. But what if we create boundaries with certain people? So this might look like spending less time with them if that is a possibility. Or maybe it's more of an energetic boundary, people can feel your energy when there is an energetic boundary up so it doesn't have to it could be you know seeing them maybe less often spending less time with them or it can also just be more of an energetic boundary where you don't share as many things to this person or maybe you're at a family event and you say hi, and then you make your way over to another room, there could be these energetic boundaries that we can create. And what I want to say is this. You can still love people without loving their actions. You can still love people without loving their actions. Creating boundaries with people or spending less time with people doesn't mean that you don't love them. It doesn't mean that you don't love them. It's it's a matter of like, I love you, but I don't love how you are making me feel right now. So I'm going to create that boundary. I love you. I don't love your actions. And we, again, if you feel comfortable, you can share with this person how the way that they speak to you, how it impacts you. If if you feel comfortable, I would encourage that because a lot of the time people don't know. People don't know that they are triggering you. People don't know that. An example, I had one of my clients inside of my academy program and she hasn't had, this is more of a food, not related to the body, but it's still an example. So she hasn't had peanut butter in a really long time she decided to eat peanut butter after a really long time. And her husband went up to her and said something along the lines of like, oh, you're eating peanut butter? And that was triggering for her. And if, if, if you've been in that situation before, you understand why it's triggering. Because it's like, Oh my God, I'm allowing myself this food that I haven't had in so long. And then now there's a comment that's said to me about me eating this. Like, should I be eating this? Oh my God, maybe I shouldn't be eating this. And then we get up in our head, right? We get up in our head. But this partner didn't know that that's triggering. He doesn't understand that a comment of, Oh, you're eating peanut butter. How triggering that can be, but it is very triggering, right? So we also have to understand like the perspective on the other side of the person who is doing the, the, who is sharing the comment, they are 90% of the time. They are not trying to hurt you. They're not trying to make you feel bad. They're genuinely just like curious. Right. Like if, if you were, if you were to show up one day and wear like a bright green top and your husband always sees you in like gray and black, he's probably going to be like, Oh, you're wearing a green top. Like, Oh, I was just kind of curious. Cause you're always wearing gray and black. Like it's, it's to them. That's what it seems like. But for us on the other side, it's like, Oh my gosh. Like, it, 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 it's so different. It's not the same as, oh, you're wearing a green top. It's just like, yeah, I'm wearing it. We can be confident in that. But then when it comes to food and our body, it's a whole different story. But the person that is commenting, they're not trying to hurt you. They're not trying to put you down. They're not trying to do any of that. So I think that's also really important as well too. Like For the person that is making the comments, they they probably have good intentions, and they're probably just curious. Now, if there is a comment, let's use a mom for an example, and maybe you don't live with her, maybe you do, maybe you don't, and they always make comments about your body, specifically, whether it's, you look like you gained weight, or whatever the comment is, it might be a good idea to share with them, like I said, how the way that they talk makes you feel. And you're not, and, and, and making it about you, not making it about them. When you start saying, I don't like when you say this, people get defensive and they don't like it. Instead, it's like, this is how I feel. I would really appreciate if that's totally different because we're not getting in defense mode when we get in defense mode i don't like when you say this why do you always have to comment this why this why that people get defensive and and it feels like a battle but instead it's like hey i would really appreciate if we didn't talk about comments about my body i feel really sad when comments are made about my body you are making it about you not about them and that creates there is there's less tension there's less tension okay so that's the that's kind of like the first piece of like who is actually triggering you now another thing too is it like is it is it a friend that you think knows you but doesn't actually know you is it an aunt that knows you, but doesn't really know you. And what I mean by this is somebody can know you. They know you, but do they actually know you? Probably not. What I mean by this is they might know you, they might know the outside you, but they might not know the real you of like what is going on internally, what's going on up here, your past, your current struggles, your mental health, they might not know that. So there's also this perspective of kind of having this like mindset of like, but you don't even know me. Like, but you don't even know me. So someone comments something, it could be a friend, it could be an aunt, it could be a coworker. And you have to hold this energy, like this perspective of like, okay, I'm allowed to be sad, but you don't even know me. Like you don't even know me because people don't know you unless it's literally like a husband or like somebody that like knows your struggles. If they don't know what you're going through, they don't know you. So to to rise with resilience, It's like, there's a comment that said to you and it's like, yeah, but you don't even know me and you don't have to say that, but like, we can hold this energy of like, you don't even know me. Like you don't even know me. I remember like sitting a few years ago for like Thanksgiving dinner. And I would get all these comments that like, Lauren eats like a bird. She doesn't eat anything. This is when I was like bringing my own food to family's houses And in the back of my mind, I'm like, you don't even know what I'm going through right now. So it stings and it hurts. And why did you need a comment? Why did you need to say that? Like, why? But then also, you don't even know me. So this is how we start to take our power back. And this is how we start to be confident in, 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 who we are. And we start to rise with resilience. It's this energy of, you don't even know me. And heck, if it's a freaking troll on the internet, like you definitely don't know me, but even, even a friend who you think knows you, if they don't know your current struggles with your relationship with food and your body, they don't know you. So they might not understand how triggering a comment can be. We have to understand this. There were many times when Andrew used to trigger me. He had no idea that I was struggling with my relationship with food. He had no idea that I was binge eating. He had no idea that I felt horrible and disgusted in my own skin. And there would be things that he would say, not intentionally, that hurt me so much. And then when I was able to open up to him, and he got to know me better the comments the comments weren't there or if they were there like it was way less because we can't expect people to be perfect right but it like we we have to we have to understand that if the person is commenting and they don't know what we're going through they don't understand how triggering it can be okay So that's what I want to share with that piece. And what I really want to drive home, again, you can love people and not love their actions. And you can hold this kind of like perspective of, you don't know me. Like, you don't know what I've been through. Think about somebody on on the street, at the grocery store. You might be judging them for whatever reason on the outside. You don't know the shit that they're going through. You don't know that their life, everybody is going through something. Okay. Now, another thing is the person triggering you, your 80 year old grandma. I know my grandma's 92 years old now. It's crazy, crazy. Oh my gosh. So crazy. But a few years ago, every single time that I would see her, she would always say, you look like you lost weight. And that was so triggering for me because she didn't know that I was struggling with binge eating and I literally gained weight. And she just didn't know the difference. But like, we can't get mad at our 80-year-old grandma that like literally does not understand anything about mental health. Today, mental health is still kind of taboo. Imagine for your parents. Imagine for your grandparents. They don't know much about mental health at all. So for them, they're seeing it as like, I just want to protect you and I want to just take care of you. it's still triggering. Like we have to, like, I'm, 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 I know it can still be triggering, but like an 80 year old grandma, like they're not trying to be rude. Like they're not trying to be harmful. Right. So when we have that comment from, you know, let's say an 80 year old grandma or something like that, it's, it's putting things into perspective. Like she cares about me. What if you hear that comment and you're like, Okay, that hurts, but she really cares about me. That's something important to know, okay? Now, if you're going to a social event, let's say, and you know that aunt blank is gonna be there and she always triggers you, or you're going to visit your mom and she always triggers you, a good thing to do is to kind of like prep yourself ahead of time like, what are the comments that you believe that this person might say to you? Maybe they say the same thing over and over and over again to you. What are some comments that you think you're going to get? Like, what are some comments that are typical for them? And can you brainstorm some things that you can say back? Now, the reason why it's important to kind of like prep ahead of time is because you might enter freeze mode. Like, Whenever somebody commented on, let's say my body, I would like freeze. I don't even, I wouldn't even know how to respond. Cause I'm like, I just felt like I got stabbed in the chest. Like that hurts so much. I don't even, I don't have a response back to you. We get into freeze mode. We don't know how to respond, but if we can prep ourselves ahead of time, then it's like, if a comment is said to us about our body, or even what we're eating or how much we're eating. It's like, we've kind of like prepped ahead ahead of time. So it's not freeze mode. It's I'm going to be confident. And this is what I'm going to say back. Owning your confidence is so important. You guys, what I love a phrase that I always love to say back. And I recommend to the clients that I work with anytime somebody comments about your body or even like, Whatever the comment is, imagine what you said back was, I'm working on loving the skin that I'm in. They are not going to have a single response back. If they say anything, oh, it looks like you put on weight. Oh, I'm actually working on loving the skin that I'm in. They're going to have no response back. Oh, you're getting a second piece of pie? Yes, I am. Can you be confident? When you're confident, people don't have anything to say. There's no response. There's zero response. And I love the phrase of like, I'm on a self-love journey or I'm working on respecting my body. Because like, they're literally going to have zero response. What are they going to say? And that shows them, like, hey, those comments, like, they don't belong here. I'm I'm on a self love journey. Like, those comments don't respond, don't belong here. So, that's one thing. Like, prepping yourself for certain things that you're gonna say, right? Maybe certain comments, the way that you respond, um, you don't have to, you don't have to, like, justify oh, well, you know, I finished up a diet and then it was really hard to stick to, so then I fell off track. You don't have to justify. You actually don't have to say anything if you don't want to. You can change the subject. Somebody makes a comment about your body and then you're like, oh, so um, how, is, um, how was the golf tournament the other day? Or so what are your plans for the weekend? like you can also change the subject and people will start to get the hint that again, those comments don't belong here. Train people to stop making comments. We don't wanna fuel the comments and justify and go along with them. Yeah, I know I put on weight. No, stand in your confidence. Don't let a comment like that fester. Don't let it grow. Cut it off right away. Change the subject. Or I'm on a self love journey. They're going to have nothing else to say. The conversation ends here. Now, if you have certain friends or family members who have always seen you as like, The the healthy person, the person who's always into fitness, this is more like a shift in identity that you're going to have to do on your end. So what I mean by this is like for myself, people knew me as the personal trainer. People knew me as the health coach, right? A few years ago, Andrew and I had our fitness studio. I was personal in training. I was always into health. I was always on a diet plan. I was always bringing my own food. Everybody knew me as the health freak. Friends, family members, everybody knew me as a health freak. So when I started to heal my relationship with food and work through my body image, they still saw me as the personal trainer, as the health coach. So they would come up to me and ask me questions about health and fitness. And I didn't want to talk about that shit anymore. I still love health, I still love fitness, but I was in a different season. I was healing my relationship with food. I was healing my relationship with my body. I didn't want questions about what diet should I go on or or anything to do with with calories and fitness and health. I didn't wanna talk about that. I was burned out. But we have to understand that it's a shift in identity. If people once saw you as this type of person, as somebody who was always on a diet, they're gonna think that like, you're still always on a diet. Like they 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 see you as your identity, as somebody who's into health and fitness. So for you, it's a shift in identity. It's explaining or, or not explaining where you're at and what's important for you. So if somebody starts co- comment, commenting to you about like, oh, I'm going on this diet Again, it's like changing the conversation or, hey, you know, I'm really focusing on, you know, again, a self-love journey. And um, I want to focus on other things other than health and fitness. So, and then bring up another conversation so that, again, you will train them to not come to you to talk about the fact that they're on a diet because you don't care. And it's not rude. It's you aren't interested in that anymore. And then for yourself, the shift in identity is like, who do I want to show up as? So for me, when I went to family parties, I I felt like if I am just in a smaller body, people are going to notice me and people are going to want to talk to me. And it's going to be amazing because I didn't have much else, right? Like I was so into, I was so obsessed with food in my body. I, I shut off all my friends. I worked like a dog. I just was focusing on like my workouts and my nutrition. So when I went to social events and people would be like, so what's new? And I'm just like, nothing. (laughs) Going to the gym on another diet. Like that's it. So I had to shift my identity to say, who do I want to be? I want to be somebody who is successful in her business and is helping thousands and thousands and millions of people conquer binge eating. That's my identity. I want to be somebody who has an incredibly successful relationship. I want to be somebody who meets new friends and lives a really fun, exciting life so that when I go to family events, there is more to me than I am just the person who diets and and goes to the gym. Like there's so much more in me and that requires a shift in identity that requires me to to focus on other things other than food and my workouts. And when I started to become this person who who had a flourishing relationship, who met new people, who had a thriving business, when I would go see people, it's like I was so excited to talk about all these things, like my new friends and our amazing relationship and the fact that I'm changing so many people's lives that I stopped caring and, and focusing on my body. And people stopped focusing on food and my body, period. So it's a shift in identity. And it might take people time to understand that. I still have family and they still think sometimes I'm doing personal training. And I'm like, dude, what? I've been doing binge eating coaching for so long. Like, what is up? But they just see you as one way. And when they see you in one way, they see you in that way forever. So it's going to take time for people to, to understand that. But you have, to, you have to show up as like the version of you and be confident. I'm on a self-love journey. Like be confident in, in that. Now, people commenting about your body or what you're eating also have their own insecurities. Everybody has their own insecurities. Everybody does, whether it's about their body, whether it's about what they're eating or just in general, people have insecurities. This is, it just is what it is. Unfortunately, everybody has insecurities and people project their own insecurities onto you. Not intentionally most of the time, They're hurting and it's just, I'm hurting so much. Like I just have to project my stuff onto you because I'm hurting so much. An example, how long ago was this? Probably like eight years ago, nine years ago, more than that, 10 years ago, whatever. It was my mom, my dad, my sister and I, and we went to our family cottage. And, you know, you go to the cottage, you're going to have snacks, you're going to eat a little bit more. And we always used to play a movie in the evenings. And we would always have like munchies and snacks because you're at the cottage, right? Like, it's just fun, whatever. And my sister wouldn't be eating anything. So my mom got her snacks, my dad got the snacks, I got a snack having fun. We're at the cottage. It's fun. We're having fun. We're at the cottage and we're watching a movie and it's cozy and it's comfy and we're having fun. It's the summer, you know, the munchies. And my sister would just be like sitting there. And I'm like, I remember making this comment, like, why aren't you eating anything? Aren't you going to get a snack? Like, we're watching a movie. It's the cottage. Like, come on, go grab a snack. I didn't know that that could have potentially really hurt her, even if somebody doesn't have an unhealthy relationship with food. The reason I said that was because I felt insecure eating snacks when she wasn't. I felt insecure eating a snack, and I felt like I needed to say something Because I was feeling bad for eating a snack. So I'm like, well, aren't you going to have something? Like, wait, why aren't you having something? Should I not be having something? And it was like I was questioning myself. I was insecure in my own decisions with food and my snacks that I had to say that for me to feel better. People comment out of their own insecurities so that they can feel better about themselves and it's really sad you guys and i and i share this because i share this because i didn't realize that i could have potentially been hurting somebody i was not intentionally doing it i didn't even know what i was doing i thought i was just asking a question and now being healed and like being on the other side it's like i, I see how hurtful that can be and i had i was not like i didn't even know what i was doing So when we look at other people, it's like, they're just projecting their own insecurities. Like that's all it is. And, and I kind of look at it as like, my heart hurts for you. When somebody makes a comment about my body or somebody makes a comment about your body, what if you can like, again, a different lens and we can feel the hurt and we can feel the pain because it does hurt. And then we can also like, I'm in our head, like, I'm sorry that you're hurting like, I'm sorry. That's, that's what we have to think. Like, I'm so sorry that you're in so much pain to put me down. Like you must be in a lot of pain. Like you must be really hurt. And that's true. Like a lot of people who are insecure make comments. Nobody would be commenting on something that they feel secure about. Like, you know what I mean? Like nobody would make making a rude comment to somebody if they, if they felt secure. So people project their own insecurities. Now, what can you do? What can you do? What can you do if somebody comments about your body? Well, here's the thing. This is where you need to take your power back. This is where you need to take your power back. So what I mean by this, is when somebody comments about your body, you can choose how you respond. You cannot control other people's actions. You cannot control other people's words and what they say. But you can control your own actions. You can control your own thoughts and what you choose to say to yourself. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to be pissed off. You're allowed to be angry. But are you going to give your power away and and say, I'm just going to binge. Yep, that was such a rude comment. I'm going to binge or I'm not going to eat. I'm just going to restrict. When you do that, you are taking your power away. You are giving your power to this person who doesn't deserve it. When somebody makes a comment about your body and you choose to self-sabotage and binge and overeat or restrict, you are hurting your own self and you are giving the power to this person. That's not rising with resilience. Rising with resilience is allowing yourself to feel sad, to feel pissed off, to cry, to emote, to do whatever it is that you need to do, to feel, to process, to cope, and taking your power back to say, I am not going to restrict. I am not going to binge because if I do, I'm giving my power to them. I am not going to punish myself because other people are not happy. I am not going to punish myself because other people are not happy. It's not fair to me just because somebody else is not happy and they have insecurities and they projected it onto me my i don't deserve to be unhappy and to binge and to restrict i don't deserve that this is what rising with resilience is it is taking your power back it is it is it is feeling the hurt feeling the pain and then taking aligned action taking aligned action what does that look like maybe it's like I need to take care of the little girl inside of me. So instead of binging and instead of restricting and and punishing myself, I am going to take myself out on a date. I am going to get a massage. I am going to draw a hot bath and sit in the bathtub and chill and maybe eat some chocolate. Like, what can you do for yourself? How can you take your power back? How can you rise above these triggers? How can you work through these triggers and not let your power be taken away by other people? We have to rise above. You have to take your power back. You have to take aligned action. You can control your actions and how you respond. So how do you want to choose to respond? Because we couldn't choose to respond and say, F it. I'm just going to binge or I'm not going to eat because that comment hurt me. Because you feel like you deserve it, but you don't. So instead, you can take aligned action. I feel sad right now. So how can I make myself feel better? No, I'm not going to turn to food because that's taking my power away. I'm going to go for a walk. Or I'm going to go get my nails done. Or I'm going to go dance. Or I'm going to go have some fun. I'm going to get a massage. Like, how, that's you taking your power back. It's you feeling confident now. Not letting somebody else's insecurities make you unhappy. And then your thoughts. We can't control how other people speak to us, but we can control how we speak to ourselves. So maybe you have to do a little session where you sit down and you, like, remind yourself how freaking incredible you are like how amazing you are. Don't make it about your body. Like your soul is amazing. You are incredible. You have a big heart. I walked through this with my client one time and, and she was having a hard time with a comment. And I said, you need to sit with yourself and speak to the little five-year-old girl. What do you need to say to her so that she can feel better? Food's not going to make her feel better. What do you need to say to her? You got to remind her how freaking incredible she is, how big of a heart she has, how lovable you are, how much you care for other people. Like that is you rising with resilience. And that is you taking your power back. And you guys, it feels so good. It feels so good to take your power back and rise with resilience. Yeah, it feels so good. Now, one other thing that I'm going to say is compliments. When you receive a compliment from somebody, how do you react? Some people don't know how to receive a compliment and they just like ignore it. And some people get so over the moon excited, like, oh my God, this person noticed me. Oh my gosh. Here's the thing. Both are not good. When you push compliments down the drain, that's not helpful because we, we need compliments. But on the other side of the spectrum, if you are so over the moon happy and you're like you take that compliment to heart and you're like, oh, my God, and you make it such a big deal, you know what happens when you receive a negative compliment or a negative comment? You, you, you go down the hill. It's from one extreme to the next. So if you give so much power and attention to the compliments, that one negative comment, you're also going to give so much time, and effort, and attention. So we all need to receive compliments. We think of them like a gift from somebody. Receive it. Thank you. Don't make it mean anything about, like, don't don't hyper fixate it and be like, oh my gosh, like, don't go so crazy. Because again, like I said, when you get that negative comment, you're also going to go batshit crazy and it's going to hurt you. So we can accept the compliment, thank you. We're not, we're not trying to push it off. Like if somebody says, oh my gosh, your shirt looks so nice and you downplay it. And you're like, oh, it's from the dollar store or it's from Walmart or whatever. Like don't downplay it, accept it. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're more neutral. So that if somebody does say something bad about you or your body, we can be neutral. This is how we train our brain. Acceptance and being neutral. This is what it is. So, how can you take your power back? How can you choose to rise with resilience even when it hurts? How can you choose to put yourself above all and take aligned action even when? it hurts. Even when that comment that somebody said stings and it hurts so much, how can you choose to rise above that and choose to actually show yourself more self-love than self-sabotage? This is doing the work. This is managing your triggers. This is understanding your triggers. This is rising with the, rising with the resilience and taking your power back. This will change your life, you guys. This will change your freaking life. So I hope you guys found this so helpful. I truly, truly do. This was a lot. This was mindset. I didn't have a PowerPoint. This is all mindset. This is all mindset. So I hope you guys found this helpful. I really did. And I hope you will take what I say and, 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 and implement it. And choose to take your power back and rise with resilience in other areas of your life and not let other people's insecurities get to you. It's so important. Now, before we wrap up, I did want to share a few things coming up. If you are interested in entering some of my programs and getting some coaching with me and being able to dive deeper into some of these body image concepts. So I do have a program coming up. It is called Body Image Boost. And I'm so excited about this program. There needs to be a body image program because the one thing that holds so many people back from experiencing complete freedom with food is healing body image. And you can't miss this step. We have to do the work to heal body image, to work through these limiting beliefs, to actually get to the root of our our body struggles if you want to be able to make peace with all foods and and be completely free with food and have a health journey that's fueled by self-love so that you can actually look at yourself in the mirror and have a healthy self-image so that you can look at yourself in, in a photo and focus on the memories rather than cringe every single time that you see yourself in it. This is all about self-love, self-respect, self-compassion, because these things, healing body image is what's going to give you happiness. Healing body image is what's going to allow you to be consistent with your food and your healthy habits. Healing body image is what is actually going to help you heal your relationship with food. This is what it takes. So this program is going to change how you view your body. It's going to allow you to deepen your self-love and to be confident in the skin that you're in right now. I'm so excited about it. It is starting the first week of November. Um, if you are interested and you want a little body image boost, that is what the program is called. If you want to deep, do a deep dive into healing your body image, cultivating confidence, then you can send me over a message. I will share all the details with you and we can make sure that it is an awesome fit. So that's the first thing. That is my body image program. It is solely focused on healing body image. So if that is something that you know is the next step for you and you're like, yeah, if I just healed my relationship with my body, I'd be able to feel more confident. I'd be able to put myself out there and have a better sex life. I'd heal my relationship with food. If you know that that is the next step for you, message me. Now, I always have my high-level Ditch Decade Diets Academy program. This is my signature four-month group coaching program. This is where you get personalized support. This is where you actually come on Zoom. You get intimate coaching. You get personalized feedback, custom coaching, and where we can work through any questions that you have regarding food, regarding your body. It is a deep dive. And it is custom support, very high level support. So those are kind of the two programs that I have coming up. The Academy, you can always join. The Body Image Boost is starting the first week of November. So if you're interested in both, message me. If you're interested in one, you can message me as well too. And I will share the link for you guys to join. So thank you guys so much for listening to this training. I hope you guys got so many good nuggets out of this. I hope you, you feel so much more light and, and hopeful that you can be able to work through some of these triggers and not let it turn into a binge or lead into restriction, okay? And like I said, if you want to go dive deeper, you can get some support from me. Just message me. All right, you guys. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here, for listening to the replay, for showing up for yourself, most importantly it's time to take your power back. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and we'll see you guys soon.